Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it clear to us that we have a sworn enemy. And this enemy that we have causes havoc among the people and among the land. And a lot of times we don't realize that this enemy lives within us, around us, in our homes, in our places of work, pretty much everywhere. And this is a promise that this enemy has made. That he will strive to mislead mankind and the believers. And this enemy is, another, is no other than Iblis, the devil. That he strives to take you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Adam alayhi salam was commanded not to eat from the tree. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he told Adam alayhi salam, وَلَا تَقْرَبَا هَذِهِ السَّجَرِ Don't come near this tree. Why? Because you will be among the, dis the, the, the wrongdoers, the evildoers. وَلَا تَقْرَبَا هَذِهِ السَّجَرَةَ فَتَكُونَ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ However, Iblis, Shaitan, he was persisting in his goal to make Adam and his wife, alayhi salam, to eat from this tree. So he has patience. And he has commitment to misguide the believer away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because he hates Adam alayhi salam. He hates the creation of mankind. Even he considers himself better in essence. He even tells Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah, you created me from fire and you created him from clay. Even when he was commanded to prostrate, he refused. He became prideful and arrogant and therefore became one of the disbelievers. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly warns us in the Quran follow the footsteps of shaitan. Do not follow the footsteps of shaitan. Do not follow the ways of shaitan. However, this is now where the interesting part comes in. Shaitan will deceive you and misguide you in two ways. One, directly whispering into your heart and influencing you to do bad, or he will do it through others. He will do it through others of mankind. So he will mislead mankind to do actions of evil, and he will mis mislead people that you may even love, or that you may even aspire to be like, so that you may follow them. This is why Human beings, we follow leaders, right? 
And shaitan does not have to misguide every single person under this leadership of this person. He doesn't. All he has to do is misguide this leader and everyone else under him will become misguided. It's simple. It's simple math. Why should he put all the effort of misguiding millions of people or thousands of people where all he has to do is misguide one influencer? One person that has influence over thousands or millions of people. If I misguide him, therefore I've achieved my goal of misguiding everyone that's under him. So when we put that into perspective, that shaitan doesn't just want to misguide the individual, he wants to misguide the leader, the influencer, right? The one that has control. We're not talking about the ones that online influencers, we're talking about people that have real influence. Right? People that can make real decisions. They can tell their people to attack another nation and oppress another people and they'll do it. He will command his people to kill and to rape and they'll do it. This leader will command his people to do the worst of actions and they will follow as if they are listening to a God giving them commands without remorse without remorse and that's because there was one leader that was misguided and that's all it took and he influenced the rest of mankind because the devil the shayatin is from jinn and from mankind so therefore a person may say to himself why is there so much corruption in the land? This is the devil's playground. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed the devil to run loose and do whatever he wants. On the condition that when the world and life finishes, he will enter hellfire. So he's going to take advantage of that. Say, I'm going to hell. Now I'm on earth. So let me do or let me make as much, much mischief as I can. Illa man rahim Allah, except the one that Allah protects. Except the one that Allah protects. But even from the seerah of Rasulullah and even the companions, Iblis even tried on them. And they would even come to them. Even at times in form of a man. And try to mislead. Even to harm Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he has his little army too of jinn. That will also follow him. So a person would say, how come there's so much corruption on earth? How much is there so much evil on earth? How, much, so many, how come there's oppression? Because it's not supposed to be any other way. There's not supposed to be jannah on earth. It doesn't exist and it's not going to exist. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he talks about Jannah. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mention about Jannah? Just some examples. In paradise you don't hear backbiting, you don't hear slandering. You don't hear vain talk, evil talk. There's no hatred, there's no corruption, there's no evil. Why? Because that's what exists. There's no oppression. There's no oppression. You can't be oppressed in paradise. You can't be oppressed. But as long as you're living on this earth, know 
that you're in the playground of the devil, of shaitan. And shaitan will strive. Shaitan, he was persistent upon them and he fought and he pushed until he made them forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't follow the footsteps of the devil. Verily, he's a plain enemy to you. So this world, he will run amok because he hates mankind. He will cause mankind to fight. He will cause factions to fight. Not just people from different religions, even people within the same religion of Islam, he'll cause them to fight. He'll cause households to fight. Anything to cause a person to become an oppressor, an evildoer, a sinful person. So then the question comes, where are you in understanding this concept? Because if you think for a second there's going to be peace on earth, then you've misunderstood what you are on this earth as a creation, how you were here, how you ended up here, and who you have to misguide you on this earth. And how much effort that the devil, shaitan, will put into deceiving you and taking you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will be relentless. He will come from the left. He will come from the right. He will come from under. He will come from in front. He will come from behind. He will come from every angle to mislead you and to take you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And on top of that, to cause mischief and oppression. On earth. Someone says, peace, we want peace. Yeah, there are going to be times where things are going to be settled. There are going to be times where things are not going to be, you know, in a situation of war or difficulty or, fam fa or, or hardship or whatever it may be. However, it does not last very long. It's a cycle. And the more we fail to understand that, the more we start to question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what people are doing in this current situation. Why Allah? Why? Why is Allah doing this? And that is, يعني, questioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's a serious crime. Rather understanding your origin and understanding in regards to Bani Israel, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us the misguidance, the iblis, Influence Bani Israel to be misguided, to worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Person say, How is this possible? Why? Give you one scenario. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that Bani Israel, they killed the messengers without truth. They used to just wipe out their, their prophets. They used to wipe out, we're not talking about a, a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a messenger. If they did not like him or did not fit what they believed was, was in their minds, they would just kill him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent thousands of prophets to Bani Israel. And Bani Israel would just kill one after the other, one after the other, one after the other, as if it's nothing. 
So if that's what they did to the Anbiya, to the Prophets, what are they going to do to regular people? It's not hard to see. It's a history. It's been happening for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. But a person comes and questions why? Because you're not in the garden of Jannah. You're not in the garden of paradise. You're in a world, unfortunately, that's run based on the desires of the devil, the desires of shaitan. We know that Islam, we are one body, right? If a part hurts, we all hurt. That is natural. Feelings is different to understanding. Feeling upset, sorrow, heart, broken hearted, whatever, that a person goes through in his day-to-day life is the way that a Muslim should feel. There's no doubt about that. But understanding the concept and having knowledge and wisdom of the fact, this is a completely different situation and scenario. See, when the Muslims, they fought the battle of Badr, they won. They won the battle of Badr. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised victory to the believers. But when it came to the battle of Uhud, they lost. So from the emotions and from the feelings, right, that a person feels he's disheartened and he was upset. Imagine being in that situation. And not just that, you were winning the battle of Uhud. You were winning. However, there was an error that was made by the archers that were standing on the hill. They came down. Quraysh, they saw that their weakness. They came around the mountain, the other side, and they attacked the Muslims from both sides. And the Muslims retreated up to the mountains. And they lost the battle. From the feelings, yeah, it's disheartening, it's upset. Hamza was killed and many other companions were killed in that battle. However, from the understanding is that that made the Muslim community even stronger. It gave them even more confidence to spring back and to become stronger. And to understand that being in this world, not everything is going to go your way as a believer. It doesn't mean I'm going to be rich. I'm a believer. doesn't mean I'm going to be famous. Just because I'm a believer doesn't mean that everything is going to appear to work in my way. That is far from the truth. You'll get your days of happiness, but you also have to have your days of this, Your days of struggle. Why? Because this world is not your paradise. If it, all it took was someone to say La ilaha illallah and all the worries and concerns of this world, he automatically, subhanAllah, becomes immune to all these things. Then where's the struggle for paradise? Where's the comparison to Jannah? Then you are living in Jannah. You're not living in, on this world. This dunya that we live in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells us this world is what? Quick amusement, a mockery, a joke, it's nothing, it's not worth anything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kullu man alayha fan, everything's going to be destroyed, everything will perish on this earth. It's nothing, it'll crumble. It's not, it's not worth anything, it's got no value. There are billions of planets on this earth, the earth is just one speck in this galaxy or in this universe. It's not worth anything. So the reality is, what is? 
is obviously your ibadah, your worship, your commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and understanding that the Prophet sallallahu he said these words. Ad-dunya sijnul mu'min wa jannatul kafir. This world is a jail for the believer and a paradise for the disbeliever. Being in, in, in jail, you should understand the restrictions, the, 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 the hardship, the struggles that you endorse. We talk about Palestine, yes. We talk about Gaza, yes. But did you know that there are Muslims that are also suffering around the world, everywhere we go, everywhere we look? It's not just an isolated incident. There's Muslims suffering all over the world, at every corner, going through trials and tribulations and hardship. Gaza will probably probably be the worst one of all of them in the situation that they're in now. But if we wake up a little bit, we forgot about Bosnia, we forgot about Kashmir, we forgot about all these other communities in the past that some of them were wiped out completely. And killed and dest- and destroyed and so and so forth. Forgot Chechnya, forgot all those other countries. And what happened there? Because this world is a playground for the oppressors, and the ones that suffer suffer are the ones that obviously are going to be oppressed. And that's the cycle of 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 this world. You look from the time of the Prophet ﷺ to now, you have either the Muslims in a position of strength, and then when they start to love the dunya, and they start to give up the, 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 the dunya for the, for the hereafter, they switch. And when they become oppressors, when the Muslims become oppressors, they switch. Then they become the lower hand. They become oppressed. Then over time, again, they switch over. And it's like a back and forth battle between good and evil. And it will continue down that path until the last or the end of days. But you always would understand whatever position the Muslim is in, either this way or that way, no. That success would always be at the end, the final game, the end game, whatever you want to call it, is the success is with the believer. In, in this world, all his success in the hereafter.